You know, it's amazing how we live in a world that has all sorts of different languages. For some people here, who is English is your second language? Okay. Who has ever tried to learn another language? Okay. Now, as I've gone on a journey of understanding the world, I would have to say that there's some languages that I think are really nice. I would have to say that Italian is a cool language. Does anyone agree? And, uh, you know, pizza, pasta, carbonara, <laughs> garlic bread. <laughs> I have to say French. Doesn't everything just sound better in French? And, uh, you know, Julie speaking French. Uh, but, you know, who knows that a language is more than just talking? Who knows that our culture, who we are, our identity can be attached to a language? That maybe you're someone here from another country, and when you can speak in your hometown language, it's just like, ah. Oh. It's so nice to be able to communicate in that language. You know, if we were to get maybe, say, a room full of people who are all from Europe, who knows that maybe some of them might look the same, but who knows when they begin to open their mouth, you can feel their culture coming through. You can feel the Italian the culture coming, the passion and, and the life. You might talk to someone who's Swedish and the Swedish uh, flavor comes through. You might talk to someone who's German, you know, and, and that German feel comes through. And just as we have languages in the world, I believe that in the Bible, God gives us some amazing languages that we as believers can speak. And so today the title of the message is The Languages of a Believer. And I believe that if you use these languages, they are going to have incredible outcomes when it comes to your friends, your family, and your future. We're going to talk about what they are and how they work. If you're a new person today, come on a journey with us. We're going to talk about some things that are a little bit deep, but that's one of the things I love about God is that He has a capacity because He's so sharp to be able to make things simple, but then if you want to go deep, there's a lot of depth there. And it's a really cool thing about God. He's really intelligent, smart, and sharp. One of the things that always inspires me for those people into science is that more and more, it's like we're unpacking science and finding out how amazing God truly It's like, wow, 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 wow. Like, did you know a woodpecker, apparently, correct me if I'm wrong, but they get their tongue and their tongue actually rolls up behind their brain. So when they peck trees, <laughs> their brain is cushioned so it doesn't ruin their brain. Isn't things like that amazing that, that we have a God who can think that strategically and that clever? And so we're going to look at some languages today that the Bible talks about. So come on a journey with us. In Judas, we just read, it says this, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. It talks here, let's go to the next scripture, that might help us a little bit as well. And in Acts 19 verse 6 it says, And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. One of the cool things about the Bible is that it tells us that God wants to give us this heavenly language called the language of tongues. Who's ever heard the language of tongues? It's pretty cool. And the Bible says that God wants to give us this language. And the Bible says that it will build us up on the inside. It's a language that we can use to strengthen ourselves. You know, one of the things that I've discovered about living life with God is that He causes you to live a large, influential life that sometimes feels like you're walking on the water. Like you're living this life and you're saying, in my own strength, in my own capacity, in my own ability, I can't do this, but I just feel like somehow there's a God who is good and He's helping me. 
And the Bible talks about how when you come into a place of prayer, that God wants to give you a language that you can speak. And as you speak this language, it's going to build you up on the inside. It's going to increase your faith. It's going to help you to have the capacity necessary to do everything that God has actually called and destined you to do. The Bible talks about this language being a language that it's not like a language that might take you 10 years to learn. It acts, it talks about how the Bible says that they just had their hands laid on them and all of a sudden they began to speak a whole new language. Now you might be here thinking that's outrageous, that's not possible, but we're talking about God here. A God who made things, a God who's strategic, a God who's clever. And when you begin to read the Bible, the Bible alludes to this idea that God in a moment can give you a whole new language that's going to build you up to live the life that God has called you to live. And I'm so thankful for this language. I know growing up in my family, my mum loved to use this language. I know at times I would uh, wake up to my mum praying in this language in the living room, and I could hear her praying. And, you know, I remember at one point in my life, I had a friend. And uh, this friend, he was a really good drawer. He, he had an amazing ability to draw. And this friend began to become quite an influence on my life. I just thought he was cool. Everyone liked him. And, and my friend started to get into smoking. And so he started smoking, and, and, and it was sort of the thing. And I remember him smoking had an influence on me, and all of a sudden these thoughts of maybe I should smoke to be cool, or maybe I should go down this path. And I know that friend, he started with smoking, but he eventually got into drugs. And he, he got right into drugs. And, you know, I just feel to some capacity that it was my mum's praying in the Holy Ghost that maybe prohibited me from going down a path that would have taken my life in a very different direction. And I'll encourage you today, maybe drugs and smoking have been a part of your journey, but the thing I love about God is that He can resurrect your life. He can give you a brand new start. He can change everything. He can even heal your mind. He can heal the parts of your body that have been damaged by drug taking. That's how good God truly is. So as I preach this, don't feel discouraged, but maybe for your children and your children's children, Maybe you don't want them to go down the painful journey that you've gone down. And I'm so thankful for a mum who, who, who understood this beautiful language of the Holy Spirit and began to pray over us. Not only did she pray over us in that capacity, but she used to sing in this language all the time around the house. You know, singing, loving it in the car. And so I became accustomed to this language. I know uh, Sophie, who's a part of our church, Carl and Sophie, she's got a young son, Louis. And... Uh, Sophie really wants Louis to learn to be able to speak English and French. So Sophie always speaks to Louis in French, and Carl always speaks to Louis in English. Is this right? And, and it's amazing that that, are they here? is he here somewhere? They're in the mother's room. We love you guys. <laughs> but it's amazing how it's going to take Louis a few years to be submersed in the language of both French and English, to be able to speak them both. And I'm so thankful for growing up in a home where mum and dad submersed me in the language of the Holy Ghost, that it wasn't a foreign thing. It was something that I became used to. I remember being in the car one time and mum was praying in the Holy Ghost and I think I just decided to join in. And I you know, didn't have this amazing experience. I just thought, oh, I'll join in. And mum goes, you're praying in the Holy Ghost. Awesome. And I thought, oh, I've just learned a whole new language right there. And my head's going, that was too simple. That was too easy. But 
But the thing I love about God is He doesn't want to make things complicated. He wants to see you filled with the Holy Ghost, able to speak a new language that would build you up so you can become everything that God has called you to be. I love the way Paul puts it in Corinthians and he says, I wish that you all could pray in the Holy Ghost. I wish that you all could speak in tongues. And so I want to encourage you today, this just isn't something for pastors. This just isn't something for the super holy. God's purposely, intentionally designed you, just like Doug talked about, to be filled with the Spirit of the living God. In other words, God doesn't want to be just out there. But He wants to come in here, and He wants to give you a brand new language that would build you up and cause you to be everything that God's called you to be. In Romans, it talks about a reality when sometimes we don't know what to pray. Sometimes we don't know how to pray. We don't know the words to pray. But we can all of a sudden begin to use this new language. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit can actually pray through your life. The thing I love about speaking in tongues is it's a coded language. In other words, the enemy, the devil, cannot understand what you're praying when you begin to pray in the language of the Holy Spirit. You know, when you begin to do a study, I went online last night. I began to look through languages that have died over time. There's hundreds and hundreds of languages that people used to speak. You know, in the continent of Africa, uh, there's 52 languages, according to Wikipedia, that have died. In Asia, there's 109 languages that people used to speak and they no longer speak. In Central America and the Caribbean, there's 10 languages that are now extinguished. People no longer speak them. In North America, 109 languages that people no longer speak. In South America, 179 languages that no longer exist. Another website said that there's 573 extinguished languages. In other words, they're languages that no one on the whole face of the planet is speaking anymore. And as a young pastor, I'm determined that in our generation, we would not let the language of the Holy Ghost die that we would not let it be extinguished, but we would see a generation rise up who more than ever before is fluent in the language of the Holy Ghost. Not so that they can be weird or creepy, but so that they can build themselves up to such a capacity that they can influence the world more than any other generation who's gone before them. Come on, I believe in God our best days are before us. I know you can watch the news and you can see all the bad things that are happening, but I want to tell you that God has good things planned. Uh, He has a good plan for Cairns. He has a good plan for Brisbane. He has a good plan, come on, for Asia, for Africa, for South America. Come on, for Tasmania. God has a great plan. And as people, we need to know how to step into and walk into this plan. In Nehemiah, there's a scripture, man, it challenged me. Thank you, Alex. And it says this, and half of their children spoke the language of Ashod, and they could not speak the language of Judah, but spoke according to the language of one or the other, one or the other people. In other words, there became a mixing with different people groups to the point, uh, with different cultures to the point where these Jewish people, they lost their language. And I believe, come on, that we need to be a generation who doesn't get so mixed with the world, who doesn't get so busy trying to please people that we lose the language of the Holy Ghost. We lose the language that God actually has for us, but we allow it to keep building and keep strengthening in our lives. You know, I know for, for my story as a family, you know, my dad, he... um. You know, he went on a journey before he was a believer of searching for spiritual truth, for spiritual things. And he heard about, he, he heard about the ability that God had in Christians' lives 
as they open up their hearts to them, that they could be filled and that they could speak in a whole new language. And as someone who had traveled and as someone who was on a searching journey, that intrigued him that people could learn this whole new language. And so he began to uh, you know, ask people, can you speak to me in this? Can you show me this language? Can you speak it for me? And he said one of the challenges he found is that so many believers like, oh, no, I don't know. No. And he was just looking for someone who could speak this language. He talks about being in a church uh, in Corumban on the Gold Coast, a church full of surfers. Anyone like surfing? Oh, no one? Woo! <laughs> But he talks about being in this church and, you know, they gave an opportunity for people to begin to speak in tongues and he was too scared to go up the front. He was too scared to go down the front and he stood, like he said, he was three or four rows back and he opened up his heart and he said it shocked him, it surprised him that all of a sudden in a moment he began to speak a whole new language. He actually, this began to happen. I know Pastor Seraphim, can you come up for a second, Pastor Seraphim? Quickly. I know Pastor Seraphim, oh, it's super effort today. I know you have a story, if you can, for a moment about how you were traveling and how you were searching and how this whole idea of a new language intrigued you. Tell us what happened. Uh, The beauty with speaking in tongues is that you don't speak to men, but to God. And there's something here. Nobody understands you. The devil doesn't understand you. He can't interfere with the prayer. It goes direct to the Father. And he says that you build yourself up. Whoa. When I firstly came to this thing with, with tongues, to me, it was incredible. I mean, ah. Uh, <clears throat> Years back, in, in the late 60s, 1960s, when I was in Tacoma, Washington, in the States, this young lady was trying to testify to me about Jesus. And I was working in a restaurant, and outside the restaurant, we had this little coffee area. And for my lunch, I will have a coffee there. And this girl was so happy, smiling. I said, what's wrong with you? You're so happy all the time. Uh, she said, I said, what do you take? I thought she was in drugs. Uh, she says, no, I, nothing. She says, I've got something in me that keeps me happy. What is it? She said, Jesus. Ah, yeah, no, big deal, Jesus. <laughs> she testified to me about Jesus. That was the time she's put a seed in my heart. Remember, <clears throat> you talk to somebody about Jesus All you do, you put a seed in their hearts and leave it there. God takes over. And it took many years after that. As a matter of fact, in 1974, when I came to Australia in Melbourne, because somebody, when I was one of the islands in Greece, okay, suggested to come to Australia, they were born in Australia, you've been around the world, you haven't been to Melbourne, such a beautiful city, so I go to Athens, get on the plane, I'm in Melbourne. I love to travel. Uh, After three months, I'm ready to pack up and go again. I was trying to compare Melbourne with New York, London, Paris, Copenhagen, no way, was behind. (laughs) A friend of mine would go out 
searching the roads a Friday night. Uh, you know, 29 years old, you go out in the evening, what do you do? You, you know, you're looking for it. Anyway, you know. Uh, <clears throat> and after we got tired, we sat on a bench with my friend. And this young man comes along and he started talking to us about Jesus. I said, hey, hey, leave us alone. We are Greek Orthodox, the best religion. <laughs> he said, I'm not talking about religion. Well, what are you talking about? He says, I'm talking whether you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I said, no, I never met the man. <laughs> personal well, she says, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, before he goes, he's not, he has a little cart. We've got a little coffee shop up here. Come have a cup of coffee. We can continue the conversation. So I said to my friend, I bet you these guys are Jehovah Witness. <laughs> One evening, let's go and check them out. They were not Jehovah Witness. They were Pentecostal. You know, they were raised hands. They did all the funny stuff that the Pentecostals do at church. I thought, wow, well, it's okay, good people. But then I had a phone call from Perth. Because I met this girl on the plane, and she was a teacher, and she says, look, it's school holidays. If you're not doing anything, come over. I said, I'm not doing anything. So I jump on the plane. I'm in Perth. We're having breakfast one morning south of Perth in this beautiful farm her parents have. And I'm reading the paper, and it says how the University of California, there was an article, uh, <clears throat> how these people... They believe in this Jesus thing, they get baptized, and they speak other languages. Oh, I loved languages, but I had to learn them. How can they do that? So when I went back to Melbourne, I went to those people, I said, do you people speak in this uh, languages, tongue? They said, yes. So where do you find it? So they opened the Bible, here, here, here. You know what I thought? These people must have changed the Bible. I've, I've never heard that in the Greek. The priest never mentioned this. So I went to the Greek Orthodox Church. And I said to the priest, can I have a Bible in Greek, please? He said, we haven't got one here. Huh? Here in the church, you don't have a Bible? Where can I find one? I said, you go to that bookshop. I went anywhere. I found the Bible. Now, it was in Greek. Greek is my language. I was educated. I understand. I can read it. So I go home, I've got my Bible now mm, to defend God, which I didn't believe. <laughs> I get up in the morning, made my coffee, sat on the table, and I opened the Bible. Where would the Bible open? It's got 66 books. It opens in the book of Acts. Listen to this. Hey, the power of God. You see, God chose you from the beginning of the world. But there are times in your life, there are points in your life that different people ministered to you and you didn't know. But at the last thing that Jesus came is your testimony. I opened the Bible and it opened in the book of Acts. And I begin to read. Okay, now you know Acts. And as I'm reading and I come to the point, the Holy Spirit came and come down. All of a sudden, I begin to weep. I'm crying. I said, hang on here. I've been around the world. Me, I've read all the Greek philosophers. I've been on the streets since 12 years old. This book is going to make me cry. But I couldn't stop crying. And all of a sudden, I turned like this. Who is here? 
the very presence of God and entered the room. You know, let me tell you something. That morning, all my fears, my misunderstandings, my hatreds, they were just washed away. My whole life made a change of 180 degrees. I ran to these people. Do you people go to church? They said, yes. Where? Can I come to? Now, I went to church, eventually went to Bible college. I had so many questions. But here it is, this thing with tongues. I loved it. One morning with another student, we're just praying in tongues. Okay. And I know this guy is an Aussie fellow. And there he goes, praying in tongues. And he's saying, That's Greek. I said, I said to him, you, you speak Greek? He says, no. <laughs> Do you know what you're saying? No, he said. Hey, you are saying in actual <clears throat> Greek, Greek classical, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. And then you change to something else. Wow, she said, I never do that. Hey, when you speak in tongues, you enter into the language of the Spirit and you minister to the Lord. You're saying things that the devil is terrified. That's why he can't hear you. He doesn't understand you, but actually through the Spirit of God. It's the Lord himself using you in the Spirit that now speaking these utterances direct to the Father. And you become now the vehicle, okay, to throw down the strongholds of the enemy. And we need to do that, especially here in this city. Hallelujah. The language of heaven. Come on, the language of heaven rising up on the inside of you. The language of heaven bubbling up on the inside of you. That will build you up and strengthen you. I love the scripture, Nehemiah. And half of the children spoke the language of Ashod. And could not speak the language of Judah. But spoke according to the language of one another. One of the other, another person. You know, it's not really, if you look in the scripture, it's not really trying to focus on, you know, maybe an African person marrying an Asian. It's much deeper than that. It's, you know, within your culture, within who you are, when cultures mix with cultures merge, it changes people, right? And as believers, we have a kingdom culture. We have a God culture. And we have a culture, we love living in it. We love being in it. We love believing in it because we believe it's the best life that you could ever live. It's the greatest life that you could ever live. You know, I love God because He wants to come into our lives and wash away all the mistakes of the past, all the things that we could be shameful of, all the challenges that we could have. He, he wants to wash them away and give us a brand new start, a brand new hope. doesn't mean you won't have some things that you have to overcome, but God's going to be right there in this brand new life. He wants to give you this book called the Bible to give you instruction. But not only does God want to be out there, but the Bible says that He wants to come and fill you on the inside. He wants to come and baptize you. In other words, He wants to fully submerse your insides so that you are someone who carries the love and the goodness and the greatness of the power of the living God. 
Now, you might be here today saying, that sounds scary. That sounds weird. Yes, until you realize how good God truly is. Until you realize how trustworthy God truly is. Until you realize how faithful God truly is. Until you realize that the plans that God has for you are better than any plans that you could have for yourself. Until you realize that God wants to do such a good work inside of your life. That the Bible says that it's exceedingly, abundantly above all that you could ask or think. The Bible says that it's going to bring, He's going to come into your life. And when you're weak, when you have nothing to give, He's going to strengthen you. When you don't know the direction to go, the Bible says the Holy Spirit's going to guide you. The Bible says that when you're going through a moment of pain, He's going to comfort you. The Bible says that when you're asked to do something that you can't do, He's going to help you. This is the life that God has called us to live. God is so trustworthy. God is so, so trustworthy. And I want to encourage us today that as mums and dads, let's keep speaking the language of the Holy Ghost. Let's keep allowing that language to flow through our homes. Come on, in the bedroom, in the kitchen, in the car. Come on, everywhere that we go, we allow that language to penetrate, just like Sophie's doing with Louis in regards to French. Let's have a generation who rise up and goes, oh, I know that language. I understand that language. But come on, young people, let's have a generation who rises up and grabs a hold of the language of the Holy Ghost. And you might have stepped into that a little bit, but you might say, this is uncomfortable. This is weird. I don't know if this is me, but I want to tell you, just like learning to hold a golf club right, just like learning to ride a bike for the first time, just like learning to shoot a basketball, if you just to keep applying the truth of God's Word, if you just keep putting it into action, you'll all of a sudden step into a place where you could do things that you could never do before. And I want to encourage us to do, let's be that sort of generation. Let's refuse to let the language of the Holy Ghost die with us, but let's see it grow and let's see it expand. What we're going to do right here is we're going to have a really special moment. And I thought today, you know, when I went to school, my favorite subject was HP and art. And the thing I loved about PE or HP, it's now called, was the physical side of HPE. Is there anyone with me? The theory was good, but when you got to go out and play sport in school, that was the best moment. And so what I feel today, let's just have, can we have a HP moment of speaking in the Holy Ghost? Can we have a phys ed practical moment? And if you're here today, this might be all real new to you. I get that. And then we're not here to try and creep you out. But this God life, it's so amazing. It's so incredible. And I think there's so many people out there that are looking for something different. Looking for something new. Looking for something more. And if you're looking for that, then this is something different. This is something new. And this is something more. And so today, maybe as we begin to activate this new language, maybe you can just be amazed at how God can move. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you've been coming to church for a while, but maybe you can't speak in this heavenly language. And today as we end this service, I want to give people an opportunity to begin to to learn a new language right here, right now in this service. You're like, oh, could that happen? Could that be me? Yeah, I actually believe it could. Is there anyone else who believes? I actually believe it could. And the thing I love about the Holy Spirit, who's the one who causes us to speak in tongues, is that He's so gentle. He's so kind. The Holy Spirit, He's not like a bully. He's someone who just waits for the invitation. Say, God, I want you to come and I want you to be in my life. And so what we're going to do, we're going to do, we're going to do three things at once. Who can do that? And so what we're going to do, 
Pastor Seraphim, I'm going to ask you if you can come up the front here. And if you would love to speak in the language of the Holy Ghost and you've never spoke it before, as we're praying and as we're worshiping, I just want you to come down the front over here and Pastor Seraphim's going to lay hands on you. We might need Phil and some other people, Matt, just to help um, support Pastor Seraphim and be there. If you're here today and maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, the best decision that you could ever make, the most amazing decision in the whole world, it's incredible. And today, maybe you need to open your heart up to God for the first time. Then I'm going to be over here and you can come stand over here. In fact, who's someone I trust? Julie. Julie's going to be standing here. If you'd like to receive Jesus in your life, you can come. And then for all of us as the saints, we're just going to have a Holy Ghost party for a moment and begin to speak in a heavenly language. Could we do that? Yeah. Let's just stand up right here, right now.